This is a best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Today's show will feature interviews with Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Charles Johnson, ESPN college football analyst Danny Cannell, Orlando Magic president Pat Williams, and country western trio Runaway June. Visit fspn.net for all things faith, family, and sports. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Over the next hour, you'll hear what's going on in the sports world from a Christian's perspective. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. Hey, I get a break. I can't believe this. Charles Johnson of the Minnesota Vikings is giving me a break. You got a new stadium getting ready to go into next yeah. year. This has been a kind of a, uh, well, I won't say rough because in the old days, those Vikings like Bud Grant's guys, they used yeah. to have to play in that every single year. Oh, yeah. So I guess you're happy to get back inside after being at Gopher Stadium. And you guys kind of had some cold games for home games, right? Yeah, we had some pretty cold games. I mean, nowadays with the NFL, you got heated benches. Yeah, heated, yeah. The uh, turf is heating and everything. So it's not too bad, especially if you're out there playing. I mean, for me, the two years I played there, it wasn't too bad playing outside. It'd be exciting to play inside our new stadium. It, it's Looks looking beautiful. fabulous. beautiful. And, uh, be I mean, a Super, Super Bowl excited. there. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys Probably can be years. in that, right? Oh yeah, that. There's be never great. been done. Never had that'd a Super be, Bowl team I at think, their I think we got a chance, and uh, I like my team. You got a young team, and you do have a chance. Very talented football team. Um, tell me about the tradition of the Vikings in terms of you guys. Bud Grant came out uh, the playoff game with his short sleeve shirt on. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> he was not going to be uh, with with succumb to the cold. Tell me about uh, the tradition of the Vikings. Is, is it something that you guys get told or you know about, or do you stay in touch? Because I know there's a, the tradition of the Vikings goes back a long ways. Oh, yeah. I mean, we do get told a little bit about tradition. Everybody knows Bud Grant and how he how he preaches that, hey, we're not going to wear sleeves. No, but we're going to take the code, and we're going we're gonna to play in this code, and that's going to be used to our advantage. And, and we, we know about the previous players that came before us, and we, we recognize those guys and we, we honor those guys because those guys paved the way for us to be a Minnesota Viking today. And I mean, we learn what we can learn, and I mean, the history is there, and it, it speaks for itself, and we just want to be part of that. You got the Kentucky Life ad. I can't miss that. Uh, <laughs> what, now, did you go to Kentucky? No, I'm from Kentucky. Okay, what part of Kentucky? I'm from north of Kentucky, right across the bridge from Cincinnati. Oh, okay, yeah, I've been there, been yeah. through there. Uh, I'm in Boone, North Carolina, around the around the Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina board, the corner up there. Okay. But uh, drove through there the Super Bowl a few years back in Indianapolis, and so where did you, where did you play your college ball? Um, I played my last two seasons. I graduated from Grand Valley State. Yeah, it's in it's in uh, Michigan. Sure, sure. So I, I graduated from there and played. You know what's great about there. the NFL today is they don't miss anybody, but not very often. Yeah, if you're used good to, enough to play, exactly. they find you. It doesn't matter where you're from, small or big. If you're good enough to play, what was the transition like from Grand Valley State you know, when you first stepped into the NFL? Oh, that's a good question. Everybody asks me, hey, it's going to be a totally different when you go from the from a Grand Valley State Division two program to the NFL and. For me, I, I, I didn't notice any difference. Really? I was like, it's still football. I'm exactly. Like, I was like, some of the guys I actually that I played with at Grand Valley State was better than some of the guys that I really? played with in NFL. And I played at a junior college. Some of the guys I've ever played with were in junior college. Where'd you go to JC? Uh, in Antelope Valley in uh, California. And, I uh, played JC out here too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I just think that football is football, man. Everybody knows how to play it. And if you're good enough, you're able to translate it. And as long as you go out there with that confidence in yourself, you're going to be able to play with We're a faith family and sports network, right? Yes. And the bottom line is, you know, I talk to players all the time about what really counts, and that's 
Uh, you have the platform that you have because you work hard to get where you're at. The NFL career is a short career. Um, what are you doing with your time and using that platform to influence other people's lives? I try to influence as much as I can. I mean, I'm a, I'm a very humble guy. And uh, I, I'm a guy who came from literally nothing. And my, my, my path to get to where I am today is it's been a bumpy one. Yes. And I wouldn't change it for anything because it made me who I am today. And that's kind of my testimony. And I, and I really hold on to that. And I try to share my testimony with others and show them, like, hey, there's a chance. It may be a little chance, but there's a chance. And if there's anything I can do to help, you can lean on me. If, if you need this, if I got it, we're going to share it together. I'm not here to take it all. I just want a piece, just, and I'll give you the other piece. And, like, that's just how I am. And I'm, I'm a guy who's started from nothing, and I just wish sometimes somebody would have helped me one day when I was in need. And maybe it didn't happen, maybe it did. And now if I'm able to share, shed a little light, shed a little faith on somebody, give faith to somebody, and that's just what I'm here to do. Charles Johnson is with us with the Minnesota Vikings on Faith, Family, and Sports, sold-out sports talk on American Family Radio. Charles, we ask players this a lot because we really want to find out about who they are. Uh, what does faith, family, and sports mean to you? Um, I always say my three things is faith, family, football, pretty much the same thing. And uh, I mean, faith is just something that's big for me. I mean, uh, without your faith, I always say through my works I can show you my faith. And um, it's just something that's big for me. I mean, it's hard. Some people, it's hard for them to, to, to have faith because faith is believing something that you can't see yeah. and, and all that. And it's it's, it's kind of hard. But you had to really dig deep and uh, just be like, all right, I'm just going to believe. I'm going to, for me, I'm going to walk with him. I know he's there. He's guiding me. And he has my back. And when times are hard or when times are even even good, I always know that he, he's the reason why, and uh, he's going to always guide me through that. Where did your faith background in the Lord come from? Where, where did that start? Honestly, I didn't. I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I mean, I grew up. I was. I grew up just kind of, kind of all over the place because my dad got really ill, and mm-hmm. when I was young, so I was bouncing from living with my friend's house, friend's house to friend's house, and just being being around. And uh, then I, I got into high school. I started going to church a little bit and just like all right this is it's cool I, I just noticed that every time i went i felt like i was getting spoken to yeah i just kept getting spoken with every message i went and then i went off and i trained for the combine and the church i was going to in nashville tennessee it was just like he was just speaking to me directly and it just started tolling on me and i was just wanting to learn more and more about it because i wasn't really familiar with the bible i wasn't familiar with what what the messages that was being displayed to me what they was what they was really meaning so I mean, the past few years, man, I just really been just meeting weekly, usually with our pastor at, at, at Minnesota and with Pastor Calvin, and awesome. he tries to shed a word, and it's, it's been good, man. Because I mean, there's times where I just, when I'm down or something bothering me, or if it's, it's been a bad moment, I just lean on that faith and say, hey, "He's a, there's a reason why it's here." What's a what's a scripture that you hold on to? Um, I know I talked to a lot of guys say they got go to scripture. Mine's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It's been my life verse since I was in college. Uh, oh yeah, mine's is Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things right through Christ who strengthens me. That's, that's a great one for football too. Yeah, that's the one I I've had that for so long. I just I don't know why I've always loved that, and it's just something that's just I can do it all through Him, and that's what I try to lean on. And when things are, I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna make this. I don't know if I'm gonna do this. 
I know he's got the strength in him. You know, I tell people all the time that, you know, sometimes, like you said, that the Lord allows tough things to happen in our life so that we can become what he wants us to become. And you said that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I also believe that the Lord puts us here, no matter how tough our background, to reach out and be a servant and to help others that have been through what we've been through. And the cool thing about what you're telling me, and, and we've all had our tr tr trials and tribulations, is that we're able to take that experience and have a heart for other people to understand oh, yeah. what that feels like. And it sounds like to me that even though you've experienced a great deal of success in the NFL and there's things that come along with that success, that you're well-grounded and understand uh, that you have a responsibility to others. Exactly, yeah. I mean, just because I'm in the NFL, I don't want people to think that I'm not a, a regular human being. I'm still a person with a heart and, a, and feelings for others. And I mean, I know what it's like, man. Like I said, it, it's not always been easy for me, and it's still not easy. And, I mean, if I'm able to shed a little light on anybody's life, I'm willing to do that. And, I mean, it's, it was – I think it was last week I got a message on Facebook from a, a, a woman back home who was telling me a story about a high school kid who's been experiencing some difficulties. And um, he, he he's a high school football player, and uh, he was having some trouble with his girlfriend, a relationship. Yeah. and. He was thinking about committing suicide. Wow. So she reached out to me because she knows that I, I've been around my community back home, and she just knows. And it, I, I felt good personally that she reached out to me out of all people. I don't even know the little kid. I, I know her a little bit, but I don't know the, the teenage boy. And she reached out to me and was like, could you please just talk to him and just shed a little light and wow. tell him something about how you got to where you at, some of the things you've been through, and how you've overcome those. And it was, it, it was something that really touched me, and I was like, I was proud of that moment because she could have reached out to anybody, but she thought of me in that moment. And sometimes you don't understand what one word of encouragement can change somebody's direction. Uh, and you hear, I hear that all the time from young people, uh, you know, that are going through what you're talking about because uh, that is a prevalent problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charles Johnson, Minnesota Vikings, uh, we hope to see you go farther in the playoffs next year. Uh, thank you for coming in on Sold Out Sports Talk. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with ESPN college football analyst Danny Cannell. Visit fspn.net for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Sold out sports talk on AFR talk. You know, it's actually pretty nice outside when you do go outside. It's been about five days, so my eyes are readjusting here. But huge, huge room, Super Bowl 50, and a good guy coming in from ESPN, former Florida State quarterback, uh, ESPN college football. He does it all. Danny Cannell, how are you, buddy? I'm fantastic. Yeah, I'm like you. I'm ready for the week to be over, probably. Uh, yeah, by this time, week. that's right. Now, when <laughs> yeah. are you going home? Tomorrow. I'm going to okay, get out of here. I, I always did that as a player, too. I kind of came in. For some of the festivities, yeah. you do a couple radio shows, and uh, you go to a couple of the parties, and then you get out of town. Like, you I know, try to beat the rush out. Dude, when fans and people that you know closely go, well, Danny, take me to the Super Bowl, they're always like the game. But it, but really, this week is, is, if anybody's never been to a Super Bowl week in terms of, even if you don't go to the game, 
this is the best part. Yeah, and as a former player and as a player at the time, you'd kind of see all your buddies. Like you'd see yeah. guys that you played against because there's so many players that are in town. And now as an ex-player, I see guys that I played with still. You know, so you yeah. kind of get – it's like a reunion of sorts. And you know what's cool is is that my dad played 18 years in the league with the Rams. I played in the early 80s myself. And then I've covered guys since then. So it's like there's like three generations of players. And like you said, it's just, people have no idea what a small fraternity this really is. It's really cool. It is. It's special to see guys. And now that I'm in the business, I can have them hop on my show. Yeah. We got, like, I had Derek Brooks on the other day. I played with him at Florida State. And uh, just, you know, starting to tell stories about playing together in college and playing against each other in the pros. It's great to see them. Tell me, for the fans, where they can find you when on Rosillo and Cannell, when we're on and when they can find you. Rosillo and Cannell is on ESPN Radio, on your satellite radio, from 1 to 4 Eastern uh, weekdays, Monday through Friday. And then you can also watch us on ESPN News uh, from 1 to 4 as well. Cool, so a little simulcast. you got to yeah. love that. That's what we're doing today on Apple TV. Listen. Um, this game's really interesting because we've had a good run of football games in the Super Bowl the last 10 years. It's been really good stuff. What do you think about this year? you got two great defenses, two marquee quarterbacks, two teams coming on a high coming in. So you'd think that this would be a pretty good game, right? Yeah, I think the NFL has to be doing jumping jacks about how good this matchup is and for so many different reasons. I love the quarterback matchup, really. I mean, that's what this game's all about, right? I mean, right. I know the offensive linemen deserve some credit, too. But you've got these two polar opposites when you talk about everything, personalities, and Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, two different personalities, two completely different styles of the way they play, and yet they're both incredibly successful at what they do. You've got Peyton on his way out, Cam Newton kind of just rising into the forefront. So I can't wait to watch that matchup. And then you mentioned the defenses. Denver Broncos are going to absolutely get after it. And that's the matchup, I think. I can't wait, wait to watch their defensive ends, Von Miller and Demarcus Ware, try to get after Cam Newton because nobody else can do it, and they're, well, they're some of the best in the business. They also have a defensive coordinator who's very bright, yep. and the, I think the plan that he put together against New England last week was one of, the, one of the best jobs against Tom Brady in New England I've ever seen. I don't know if I've seen Tom Brady that hurried on his back that many times, but, you know, I was talking to somebody because people are Brady haters, right? Yeah. And it's like it's great to see him put in his place. But from quarterback standpoint, um, that might have been one of his best performances, considering the the pressure and considering what was on the line. He that last drive was absolutely amazing. The throw he made to Gronk on the four, the yeah. four of the first fourth downs when he split the safeties and kind of went right up the middle of the field and he dropped it right in the bucket. That to me, I, t I sent out a tweet. I like tweeting during games, yeah, I and I said that to me is what makes Tom Brady the best mm -hmm. ever. Win or lose, whether they won or right. lost. And I know he missed Gronk on the two point conversion. That's something he'll leave. He'll, he'll lose. Well, sleep that can over happen. For a long that time. can happen when. That's what happens when you get pressure. He's not used right. to that either. Right. But think about this. He played with that offensive line all year long. Like seven was, different combinations? And was compensating for their weaknesses up front. And it finally got exposed because he simply couldn't do it anymore. And Wade Phillips had an incredible game plan. That, to me, was just this might have been one of Tom Brady's most impressive seasons ever. Oh, exactly. Not only games, yeah. Danny Canal with us, ESPN for Florida State NFL quarterback. And, uh, you know, Dan, I do follow you on Twitter. Um, enjoy it. I'm a family guy. I've got uh, two kids, four grandchildren. And uh, what I always ask guys, especially after their career, and you're really young, um, but, uh, you know, life really changes when you get out of the game and when you realize that, you know, you've got a family here that you can spend time with and you've got kids and just a life. Um, tell me about that life and about, you know, how life is after football. This job, you know, we can get out. We can do things that we never could do playing. Yeah, I think 
the transition from being a professional athlete, whatever sport you you might play as a professional, the transition you make from being that athlete to going to a regular Joe is one of the toughest transitions anybody has to make in any walk of life. It just it really is a challenge. And you see guys really struggle with it. All of us do. I struggled for a couple years with it. Thankfully, I could fall back on my family, my faith, um, to help me through that process. Unfortunately, a lot of guys don't have that. Yeah. And that's why you're seeing a lot of guys, you know, they turn to alcohol, or they turn to drugs, or they turn to suicide. Yeah. I and mean, it's really scary that some guys don't get the help they need. And I think it's the NFL is trying to do more to help those guys in that transition. But when you put your whole life into something, whatever it is, and then all of a sudden that something is taken away. Especially the especially the energy level that you do it at and the passion. Yeah. I, I was the same way. Um, it, it was a tough transition. But, you know, what God, I think, does is is that, and this is what our, our program is all about, faith, family, and sports. And what I've said over the years is, is the guys that transition the best are the ones that are able to kind of put the noise of, everybody wanting to you know talk about what you did mm -hmm. your whole life and that's the tough thing you know when i i feel for my father sometimes because you know it's always about what he did 30 years ago you know when he was a ram you know when he was you know remember that game in 69 but the guys i think that do really well are the ones that say you know what this is a great platform great blessing but now i'm going to apply it to helping others to whatever it is i want to do and and it's about now yeah for sure that's what it is about and, and guys have a foundation where they realize your identity isn't in what you do it's in what do you believe in right you know and what's important to you and it's just it, 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 that void so many people try to fill that void in their life with something else a lot of guys filled it with football and i felt guilty of that at sometimes too well it's but always a balance even as a christian that. that's what i'm saying like, Absolutely. I, like god was like here in football yep. and sometimes you let it get in front of it but um answer a question i've asked a lot of guys this week um, why is it that it seems to me that the best NFL athletes and athletes in general that I've spoken with, that when they have faith, family, and football in that order, and Tony Dungy was talking about that earlier today, it just seems that your life falls into place and you're an even better football player, which yeah. doesn't make sense to the world. Right. No, it really does, and it's hard to understand. And I remember you know, being a part of FCA as a, as a high schooler, and they had these church, uh, shirts that were made up that said, God, team, me. You yeah. know, like, and if God was really big, team was smaller, and you were the last. It really is. It's just a, it's a godly principle that withstands time. You know, if you have that foundation and you put your trust in God above anything else, no matter what else falls by the wayside, that foundation will always be there and it will always be steadfast. And that's something you can't get from anything else in life. You well, really can't. you had a head coach in college that was a trailblazer. I don't know if I've ever been around somebody like him. Bobby was the same to whether it's just players, the press, a friend. Um, I'll tell you this really quick. I was covering you guys. Uh, I think it was the Florida State was coming into Carolina. Carolina had won like nine straight. It was a Thursday, uh, Saturday night football game, and we couldn't get credentials. I was covering it for a network through Carolina. So my wife goes, "You got to get into that game. You need to call Coach Bowden and see if he'll help you." I can't go. This is Thursday night, man. Just get ready to play a game. She goes, "Do it." He always said, if, "You know, if you need help, call him." So I call his house, and his wife answers, and I go, is Coach Bowden in? She hands him the phone. I said, Coach, it's Roman Gabriel. He goes, Roman, how are you, man? I said, could you help me out? I'm needing to get into the game. He goes, no problem. He goes, come on by the hotel. We'll give you a game pass for the sidelines, get you squared away. He's so, the best. Oh, he, he, was, he, he really, was awesome. He's amazing. It's the reason I chose Florida State, because I wanted to play for a godly man like that. And I tell people all the time, as far as his legacy goes, because I'm biased, and I think he's the greatest football coach ever. But it more impressive than the win total and, you know, the national championship 
is to me the impact that he had on young men's lives. Every single Friday night before a game on Saturday at our team meeting, he would preach the gospel. I mean, he would just flat out say it. He would say to everybody on the team, if you don't know where you're going, if you die, you need to talk to me, you need to talk to our chaplain or talk to somebody. Every single week, he would say that. And it was amazing. It was amazing testimony, and he was genuine. Like some guys use, and I hate yeah, to yeah, say this, no, some that, guys listen, use yeah. faith as a tool to recruit. They use it to, you right. know, to portray something. Coach Bowden was as authentic as it gets. He really was. And, it, and when you met him, because so many people hear good things about certain people, right. celebrities, and you meet him and you might be let down. Be like, man, I heard one thing, but really didn't live up to those expectations. Bobby Bowden exceeds those expectations. He's nicer than you could imagine. And he treated everybody, whether you were the starting quarterback or the equipment manager or some student that happened to walk That's up to him. That's where you reminded same. me of Tony Dungy, Danny. Mm-hmm. Tony's that way. It doesn't matter who it is. He's going to give you the time. He's going to look you in the eye. He's going to be sincerely interested in you. And you, you can't fake that. Right. You really can't. As genuine, as authentic as it gets. Danny Cannell, ESPN. Before I let you go, I just want to ask you to do me a favor. We're on television, on, on uh, I, Apple Television. Our network, you know, we opened this network with the thought of how can we let fans know what guys are really like and who they are? Because there's so many fans out there that watch you play, that watch their favorite player, and they have no idea of, of who they are and, and what kind of person they are. I want you to look in the camera to our audience out there because we have a lot of faith-based people out there who really appreciate the fact that some of the greatest athletes in the world are people who have their priorities right and who are leaders in their community, leaders at home, and leaders at whatever they do. Just tell people out there why faith, family, and football is so important to you. Well, faith, family, and football are so important to me because of the true enrichment it gives me. I I realize my foundation is God, and without that, I would be nothing. I really wouldn't, and I give everything I've ever gotten Every blessing in my life is coming because of my faith in God. Every bit of adversity I've been able to overcome is because of my faith in God. And I've seen it, and it's increased my faith even more. And I would encourage all you to do the same and rely on your family to help build up that faith and have fun with football because it's a great game. It builds character. It builds discipline. And if you tie all those things in together, it can make for a really fun, successful life. Danny Cannell, Danny, hey, man, what a great pleasure to have you in. Come back anytime. Thank you. I appreciate it. Danny Cannell, ESPN. You can get him on Rosillo and Cannell, and that's from, again? ESPN Radio, 1 to 4, uh, Monday through Friday. ESPN News on TV. Yep. Welcome back to a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Orlando Magic President Pat Williams. Visit FSPN.net. For faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Back on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Of course, follow us at AFR.net streaming 150 cities across this country. Uh, talking about faith, family, and sports. Of course, you can catch up on our website at soldouttv.com or our new sports programming network at FSPN. That's Faith Sports Programming Network, fspn.net. Check it out for all sports, all faith, all the time. Uh, coming in on our program, a good friend of this program and many others I've done. Uh, he's written 100 books, this guy. I tell you what, he's absolutely amazing. Basketball Hall of Famer, father of 19. He's a cancer survivor and... Um, Completed 55 marathons, and this is the century mark. 100 books. It's called Extreme Winning 
from the Orlando Magic co-founder and senior vice president, Pat Williams, with us. Pat, how are you? Roman, I'm fine, and sure nice to catch up with you again. Good to visit. You know, I'm looking over at my bookshelf in my studio, and I've got my signed copy of Making Magic. That was a long time ago. Well, yeah, that was one of the... <laughs> One of the first books that I wrote, or among, among the early books that I wrote, and it just continued. Uh, ideas come, uh, then we present them to publishers, Roman, and if uh, we get the green light, well, then it's time to start writing. So that's been going on now for over 40 years, and uh, there's still more books in the pipeline. You know, I love the, the, the title of your new book, Extreme Winning, because our sold-out program is all about influencing the next generation uh, to learn to compete again, to learn to be physical fit, to physically fit, to learn to exercise their minds and to go after their dreams and goals. And Pat, that seems to be something here in this generation of kids that we have lost through uh, making sure that we don't hurt anybody's feelings and making sure we don't hurt anybody's confidence. We've uh, we've forgotten how to compete. And life is competition, Roman. When you think about it, everything in America <clears throat> is about competition. You know, we're competing for girlfriends and boyfriends. <laughs> we're uh, we're competing for jobs. We're competing to get into college. Uh, we're competing for sales. Uh, we're competing to win elections. And of course, the sports world is built around competition. And uh, young people need to understand that uh, nothing's going to be handed to them. Uh, nothing's going to be given to them. There's no such word as entitlement. And you got to stick your nose in there every day and compete hard. And uh, winning pays off in this society. It's just the way it is. Pat Williams is with us, Orlando Magic co-founder, senior vice president. He's the author of Extreme Winning. And, um, Pat, tell me, you know, there's been obviously a lot of books written about competing and winning. But what is it about this book that really got you excited? And, and, and how are you portraying these success principles through your book? Roman, here's the background. I've been in pro sports now uh, for well over 50 years. And uh, in that period of time, in professional baseball and professional basketball, <clears throat> I've been able to observe and watch very closely some of these remarkable athletes that we have such high regard for. And uh, what I've noticed is that they are consumed by winning. Uh, I like to call it extreme winning. And then as I studied them closer over the decades, I came away convinced that these extreme winners have 12 specific qualities. Uh, and they're all to the extreme level, by the way. And uh, that's the meat of the book. We take a chapter on each one of these 12 qualities of the extreme winners, expand it, uh, share some stories, uh, and some challenges. Uh, we want people to come away encouraged you know, that they can start applying some of these principles in their life. Even though they may not be world-class athletes, you know, in everything we're doing, it's important to be a winner. And so that's the background of the book. It's how it came about. We had a wonderful time putting it together. Uh, Bruce Bochy, the manager of the San Francisco Giants, an extreme winner, by the way, uh, wrote the foreword for us. And I think people will get a great deal out of reading it. Pat Williams is with us here. He's the author of Extreme Winning, Orlando Magic, co-founder and senior vice president. And, uh, 
you know, one of the things that I talk about when I go into schools and talking to young students is, is that life isn't a sprint, it's a marathon, and you, more than anybody, would understand what a marathon means. So tell me about how those 55 completed marathons have impacted the way you look at things and, and the way uh, you've gone about living your life. Well, that's a good point. I think there are many life lessons from, from the marathon about preparation, uh, about training, and above all, Roman, about grinding it out. Uh, there's nothing pretty about the marathons that I ran. Uh, they were long, slow, uh, you know, drawn-out events. And there's so many times in the course of plodding along 26 miles or so, Roman, where you want to quit, uh, where your mind is saying, this is really stupid, bud. You know, you're beating this body to <laughs> get to death. Why? And your brain and your body are having a conversation you know, for a long period of time. And uh, your brain has to win out saying, we need that medal, you know, when we cross. And that dinner tonight is sure going to taste good. But but we've got to finish. We've got to keep grinding. So I learned a lot about grinding. I learned a lot about grit. Uh, I learned a lot about hanging in there uh, when, it, when you, every fiber of your body is screaming, you know, this is really, really an ugly scene out here. So we could solve it by quitting. So I, uh, I ran those 58 marathons to really to practice not quitting. Pat Williams is our guest, Orlando Magic co-founder and senior vice president here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. And, you know, Pat, uh, sheer effort is, is very powerful. A positive attitude is very powerful, but uh, the thing that you bring through your books is the component of faith in God. And and for those out there that are hard workers who are who have experienced a great deal of winning, who have a positive attitude, who have sheer effort, but they're missing that faith part of it. Tell us why that's been so important to your life. Well, I think that's the centerpiece, uh, Roman. When you discover and come face to face with the reality that there is a God who loves us. Uh, loves each one of us, uh, has a plan and a purpose for our life. Uh, I think that really is the beginning of life. Gives us a centering, gives us a, a balance in our life. Uh, gives us an awareness that we're not alone down here. And that when we come to know Jesus in a personal way, when we accept him, uh, we've really uh, got a whole package then. Uh, we can live our life with... Uh, a sense of forgiveness. We know our sins are forgiven. Uh, we've got a sense of power, sense of peace in our hearts. And uh, I think then we can really go about life uh, and really attack life knowing that God's on our side and he cares and he's with us. Uh, that, to me, has been the turning point, the key point in my life. Pat, give me an example of uh, one of the characters in your book that you uh, choose as an example. Well, we write a lot about Michael Jordan. Uh, we write a lot about Kobe Bryant. We write a lot about Derek Jeter. Th those three come to mind. Because when you look at these 12 qualities, it starts with a dream. You know, we do a chapter on a dream. Every extreme winner, somewhere in their life, a dream hit them uh, that uh, carries to this day. Then we do a, a, a chapter on preparation then a chapter on uh, focus, another chapter on passion, 
uh, enthusiasm, energy. And then we, the fifth chapter is about hard work. Pretty basic stuff, Roman, but uh, when, when a young athlete uh, really begins to understand what it takes, well, that's when they can achieving and accomplishing. Uh, so there's a, those are the first five principles that I think are important. Uh, then extreme responsibility and extreme positive attitude, uh, extreme goal setting. Wow. Extreme perseverance and then extreme competition. Those are the first ten. And then in closing, uh, number 11, that we write about extreme desire. You know, the extreme winners, Roman, just care more. Uh, they're hungrier. Uh, they hustle more. And then the twelfth one is called extreme teamwork. Uh, extreme winners may have great individual skills, but uh, it doesn't really come together for them until they realize they, they've got to do it as a team. And that's true of all of us. And so that's the outline of the book, and I, uh, I think people, once they get into it, will find it uh, very interesting. Pat Williams, he's the author of Extreme Winning. And, uh, Pat, as you uh, rattled off those chapters and those character characteristics of a winner, you know, our, our sold-out school program, you, you mentioned pretty much everything that we try to get kids to focus on. And as you said, you know, it starts with a dream, uh, but many kids aren't willing to go the next step, which is the game plan for life, which is setting goals, um, which is really your – point A to point B uh, game plan for reaching your dreams. And uh, you mentioned guys that, you know, all of them started out like many kids, many of us did, you know, looking at someone we admired or having a positive role model and saying, you know, I'd really like to be like him or I'd really like to have those traits or that's something I'd be interested in doing. And uh, why do you think that schools have gone away so much from character training and life skills? Well, that's a good question, Roman, but we need it. Uh, I've observed that uh, many of those basic character qualities like honesty, integrity, responsibility, uh, hard work, and so forth are not uh, being taught at home like they used to be. And, uh, and so schools and coaches, teachers, uh, youth workers, in many cases are having to teach character, uh, principles that uh, used to be taught at home. And so uh, I think that's a big issue in our country, uh, one that needs to be addressed. Hopefully we can uh, make some progress there in the years ahead. Pat Williams, Orlando Magic co-founder, senior vice president. He's the author of Extreme Winning. And, Pat, if they want to get the book, uh, obviously I guess they can go everywhere. But what, do you have a website? I do. My website is uh, patwilliams.com, uh, the Twitter page, Orlando Magic Pat. Uh, the name of the book, Extreme Winning, HCI is the publisher. It's in bookstores now, Roman. Uh, Amazon.com, always a wonderful way to order books. And uh, I, I hope people realize uh, some benefits as they read it. Extreme Winning. Pat, we'll look forward to visiting in the future. Please hold on the line. Go get his book. It's something that every one of your youngsters should know about and that you should know. When we come back, we'll finish it off on Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. You're listening to a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with country western trio Runaway June. Visit fspn.net for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook 
at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Ohio for the Hall of Fame game, Hall of Fame week. It's been a tremendous week with so many cool things going on. But this is cool, too. Tim McGraw, great concert Saturday night tonight. And uh, these young ladies, Runaway June, uh, Naomi Cook, Hannah Mulholland, and Jennifer Wayne are going to be opening for Tim McGraw. They have an album coming up very soon. Uh, we have a lot of fans of Country Western. So uh, tell us about why you guys are here and about opening for Tim McGraw. Well, we could not be more excited. This is actually going to be our biggest show that we've played together so far, and we're huge football fans, huge Tim McGraw fans, so it's like the perfect combination. <laughs> and Faith Hill, big Monday Night oh Football, yes. the whole deal, right? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, so tell me about, uh, tell me about your, your situation coming out with a new album. When does that come out? We hope soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> working, working on, on it, it now. now. Yeah, so we have our single is out for sale now and okay. out to radio, and we're hoping that probably in the beginning of the year we'll be able to release the full length. Runawayjune.com, would that be the place yeah, to get right. it? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so that's runawayjune.com to check yeah. them out. I read up on them. So you're Nashville young ladies. Of course, that's pretty obvious for Country Western, a lot of people in Nashville. So tell me how you guys got your start. Well, we're, we're all from different places. Um, two of us are from California. One of us is from Florida. And we all really love songwriting and uh, moved to Nashville. And we met about two years ago and got together in the writer's room and um, really fell in love with each other and fell in love with the music we were writing. And now here we are. So bluegrass, <laughs> country western, would that be right to say when I was reading yeah, a little there, bit? There's, uh, there's elements of, of all in that um we have you know we we like to say you know we're we're modern women living in a modern time so our music sounds modern but we all have um hearts for real traditional country and so that really shines through in our music um there's bluegrass elements there's um real real instrument sounds there's not a lot of synthetic sounds we have uh real alive band in all of our music so it's got that kind of rootsy kind of modern organic. organic cool, thing. Yeah. cool. So, so tell me about country westerns changed an awful lot. I mean, I know over the years from what it used to be, and it seems like there's a little bit of room for almost any kind of style, as long as you can do it well. So, where do you guys see yourself fitting in in the future? I mean, there seems like group acts have become really popular, you know, in the last five to ten years, especially yeah. in country western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there is a lot of space, and it's. It's been really cool because there's been a lot of growth in country music, I feel like, lately, maybe the last 10 years, where there's you can be almost pop country, you can be really organic country, you can be roots folk. I mean, there's just so much room there. Um, so I think for us, we kind of have a little bit of a combination of, of everything, just all the things that we love to listen to. So we're hoping that we'll fit somewhere somewhere in the middle. <laughs> we're here with Naomi, Hannah, and Jennifer from Runaway June. They are going to be opening for Tim McGraw. So, okay, you guys have done some stuff, but uh, this is the big time, right? Why not? At Hall of Fame, Canton, Ohio, where the greatest football players congregate for yeah. one week of celebration, you're going to be getting up and opening for a guy who, uh, in football terms, is a superstar, right? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a huge superstar. Yes. He's, now, have uh, you met him? We yet? haven't met oh, him. Oh, you haven't, haven't even yet. Okay. met him. No. Actually, we ran into um, some of his band members last night at the same restaurant that we were we were at. So that's as close as we've gotten. All right. So <laughs> tell, tell me what expectations are. I mean, are you guys, I mean, I know 
when you talk to athletes, they get nervous before big games. This is probably your biggest gig yet, right? I mean, so tell me about how you guys are going to feel on this. It's going to be a big crowd coming in front of somebody who obviously has set the tone for male country western singers for a long long time so tell me what this is going to be like for you guys well as far as expectations i expect a marriage proposal immediately (laughs) and i'll probably like dip out (laughs) that's gonna be fun we don't really i mean you really for something this exciting and big you know for a baby act it's you really don't know exactly with any show everything's a little bit different um Mm -hmm. things happen that you don't expect so we just really don't know what to expect fully, but we're just gonna have fun and you know just bring it like we like we normally do and uh, just just try to. We I want to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so all three very quickly tell me how how music became such a big part of your life and why why uh, you got into this. Oh gosh, I think it's just been in my blood. Uh, I love music. I love writing. I moved to Nashville ten years ago to be a writer, and um, that's my home now. Cool, cool. Yeah, I've been singing since I was in the womb, probably. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I also moved to Nashville to be an artist and a songwriter, and I've been singing and playing guitar since I was nine. Um, so it's it's always been what I wanted to do. I, I remember from a little kid knowing that this is what I wanted. So it's, it's happening now. It's really cool. exciting. Yeah, and for me, I started, I've always known that it's what I wanted to do. So I started writing music and performing when I was probably six years old. So I've always known that that's what I wanted to do for my career and just performed as much as I could. And uh, a couple years ago, just really was craving that songwriting community. And then that's how I got to Nashville. Well, we do a youth program called Sold Out for Junior High and High School Students. It's actually a character alcohol abstinence program, and we talk to a lot of young ladies that obviously the opportunities for young ladies today are amazing, Mm -hmm. and they share with us their dreams and goals. And there are a lot of students out there who listen to what we do, and and we have an opportunity to share people like yourselves that have have come to reach that dream and goal in their life. Mm -hmm. If you had to say one thing to somebody, a teenage girl or a guy that that wanted to get into the music business or what do they want to do, what's the one thing you would say in terms of how to get there? Um, Gosh, I don't think that there's just one particular way to get there, but I would just say don't ever give up. Mm -hmm. Um, That, for me, has been my thing. I think if you're the last one standing, you're going to make it in some way. Mm -hmm. Well, perseverance is key. And that's, it's really, that's the same thing I would say, really too, is, is don't give up. It's um, it's it's saturated lately, um, and there's so many people trying to do the, you know, the same thing. But in the music business, I think um, you move to town and to Nashville, and there's so many people wanting to do the same thing, so you find a lot of camaraderie there. Um, but just don't give up. Work really hard. Be early to everything and show your eagerness. Don't be afraid to be eager and show it. Now, when I talk to football players and athletes, we ask them about what they do, which is obviously important in their profession. They want to be great at what they do. But we also talk a lot about platform, about using the platform that God-given abilities that you have to impact other people's lives. Tell me about some of the things that you guys dream about doing using your stardom and opportunity to help others. Oh my gosh, I think all of us have a heart for um, charity, and I'm a huge animal lover, so I'd love to start a dog rescue one day. Oh, cool. And that's my dream. Awesome. I have a really big heart for children. I'm one of 11 kids, and um, I have six brothers and sisters below me. Um, I grew up really, really poor, and I just have a heart for, for, you know, homeless families and children in need, and so I I really, I can't wait to do more with that kind of a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I have a heart for, for both animals and children. That's Those are always the charities that I donate to every year and every month. So um, I think I... Um, just yeah helping helping children in need like what Naomi said and and being able to really also see it too I hope to be able to travel and and really be more hands-on runaway June is with us they're going to open for Tim McGraw here at the Hall of Fame in Canton Ohio Naomi Cook Hannah um, Holland and Jennifer Wayne are with me and you know one of the things I've noticed in meeting some of the country western stars and also seeing the closeness they, they seem to have a different vibe than other genres. They seem to take care of each other, they like each other, and they seem to help out each other in what you were talking about. So it seems like for what you guys want to do, Country Western's a pretty good thing because it seems to me that they really do care about family, really do care about community, and it's more than just themselves. They seem like they're mm -hmm. very unselfish, many of these superstars, and Tim McGraw being one of them and his wife, Yeah, Faith that's Hill. very true. I think and we talk about this a lot, actually. I, I feel like in our format, mostly there's a lot of camaraderie and there it's a very small community everybody kind of knows each other um, and there's a lot of people who make it so to speak that turn around and reach a hand out for others who are on their way up and we see that a lot more than than not and um, you know once you once you meet someone they're always you know willing to help you um, I mean we have a lot of stories like that so it's yeah, and also I think that that's what country music is. It's about family, and it's values. about life, it's about love, values. And so if you're in country music, that's what you believe in. And what's know? almost expected with, with the way that these superstars have set the tone and set the bar for mm -hmm. a really high uh, expectation yeah. outside of music. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, we look up to Tim McGraw, we look up to Garth Brooks. You look at people like that who have just changed so many people's lives and who are so gracious and nice people, and that's what that's what we hope. To okay, do. so we wouldn't let you go without talking a little bit of football. So let's <laughs> let's see who your favorite teams are. You told me you went to University of Southern California. I'm with you. I grew up in Southern Cal, so you're Yay. a Trojan, right? I'm a Trojan, and actually, my grandpa played football. Oh, is for that them. right? Yeah. Uh, well, his, my grandpa's John Wayne, but oh, his right? name was Marion Morrison at the time, so he played he played football. For well, them. let me tell you a little story how small the world is. My father <laughs> played 17 year, the, years in the NFL with the Rams and the Eagles and did a movie called The Undefeated with John Wayne. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that something? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's they, crazy. Uh, in fact, when I was about uh, 10 years old, we they did it on set in Mexico, and I actually had the opportunity to ride Sally his horse. Crap. And yeah. take a picture with no John way. Wayne when yeah. I was a kid. Oh, uh, you know so what I'll do? Cool. Give me your email address. I'll send you the picture. Oh, it's so totally cool. my dad. So cool. My dad loved John Wayne, Aww. and when John Wayne asked him to do the movie, he actually played his Indian son in this movie, which is hard to believe. My dad, six <laughs> three and about two hundred thirty pounds. So uh, it was he and Rock Hudson and uh, uh, and many others. But it was a it was a spaghetti western. Wow. Uh, so small world, small <laughs> yeah, world. Small that is world. a small world. Now, now, who's your favorite team? I like the Green Bay Packers. The Pack. Okay, yes. so Brett Favre going in. You're I know. In good shape. Is he around here? Is You're going to get to meet him? him. Yeah, he's coming in soon. <laughs> when? In uh, about uh, let's see, 15 minutes. You should remove her for his protection. Well, then you need to. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be in good shape. How about I your really team? Um, my team's the 49ers, just based. That's, the Niners. That's always been my dad's team. So. Well, I know Steve Young's here. I know Jerry Rice is here. I know Eddie DeBarlo, who went and who's the owner of those five championships, is here. He's that's just getting awesome. inducted. So we got a lot of Niners in town. Uh, awesome. So the good news is, is all those teams are here to support, and then you got the Colts and the Packers playing. So. Yay! 
This is going to be really cool. Big yeah. crowd and a lot of fun. You guys couldn't have picked a better year to open up for Tim McGraw at the I Canton know. Hall. Have you been in the hall yet to we see have. it? We have. We have. They gave a us tour. a. They gave us a private concert back in June. Uh, concert, a private tour cool. um, in June. It was really nice. Well, this is Naomi. Hannah and Jennifer, they're Runaway June. They're going to open for Tim McGraw. I hope you'll go to runawayjune.com and you'll check their music out. I'm looking and forward to it. We have a single called Lipstick out there that you okay. can buy on iTunes. So okay, iTunes. Go get you a copy. Go get a copy. Yeah. So we know they love football, so they're qualified to be here. That's the good news. Hey, we got to listen. This is a sports I show. Go we got right to qualify. I got to hold you guys yeah. accountable on this. Well, listen, congratulations on your success so far Thank with you. the new album. Thank you. With Tim McGraw, that's going to be fun. And you guys uh, have a great time, and we'll look forward to hearing a lot more from you. Are you coming to the show tonight? We are going to come to the show tonight. Yeah. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III on AFR Talk. Podcasts of this program are available at AFR.net. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week for Sold Out Sports Talk.